It's a long way down, living six feet off the ground. But no matter how much I say, everybody, every single one of them, uh, my players, one joke about a certain thing. And then after that, it has to be really funny. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah everybody, gets, everybody gets a shot. And then. Only, only, only the best. Although sometimes, and I have been doing it more lately. Sometimes one of them just comes up with something that's not good, and I'm like, okay, you tried, but it's. And you just you help them out that way. I, I'll, yeah, I'll just get rid of it. I'll be yeah, like, I'll I mean, be like, I'm just saving you. Uh, yeah, I, 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 if I were one of your players, I would appreciate that. You know, like uh, there are occasionally things on here that I think both of us say that just to impress the other, that maybe we wouldn't want to live forever on the internet. I think most um, things that said in general, not even in podcast form, but in general are not meant to be remembered. It's for the listeners and for us. It's, it's, it's a symbiotic relationship. Yeah, I mean, uh, you want to look and sound intelligent and funny, but also interesting. Well, this is an audio podcast, so we only have to sound intelligent and funny. We don't have to look anything. I have to look good always. See, by shaming you in that way, now I look like the more intelligent and funny one. This is a competition. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that. Uh, Co-hosting you- is a competition, right? Right, yeah. Co-host, the co-hosting is a, you know, actually, I, is that what that chalkboard with the, with just the, the check marks is? Is that points? I mean, I didn't want, I, like, you know, I, I thought it was weird that you would never wanted any of your points marked down, but then again, you haven't really had any. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's the, 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 chalk, the chalkboard is how I keep track of uh, a fine-grained detail of how much better a person I am than you. Welcome to Tall Talk, where apparently the points do matter. I'm your host, Will, 6'2". And I'm Connor, 6'4". We're uh, talking again today about uh, Dungeons and Dragons, or maybe for the first time, depending on how we added this episode. It's true. Yeah. Um, not, just, not only Dungeons yeah. and Dragons, though, but uh, uh, tabletop RPGs in general. Because uh, I know that, Will, you're probably a little bit more versed in the older school ones, like uh, ori- like the original edition of Vampire the Masquerade, because there's been like two. That was, you know, uh, that was, a, very, it was a very polite way of saying that, Connor. Yeah. yeah, I uh, I did I did I was uh, uh, conscious in the early '90s. So yes, yes. I mean, I was alive. I don't think I was conscious. Yeah, that's I, I drew the distinction okay. on purpose. Uh, yeah, no, I, I my uh, my first Dungeons and Dragons book was the third edition Player's Handbook. Mm-hmm. But I also had from this may have actually been earlier from a used bookstore. I had second edition Dungeon Master's Guide, which was incomprehensible to me. <laughs> I have to say, like, like, well, there's like, a, there's a big jump between taco and between, shit. Like, oh, yeah. taco. Yeah. Is that how you say it? I, I, I believe that is how it's pronounced now is yeah. Tahako. Tahako. Or okay. Thaco. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, I like the pretty pictures, but when I got to there, I was like, yeah, this is, this, Hearing like, this that seems like concept described is, needs to be. feels needlessly yeah. complex. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell it was designed by engineers and not theater kids. Yeah. Whereas World of Darkness feels like it was designed by theater kids. Yeah, I've not played World of Darkness, but yeah. I want to so bad. We're going to get into that. But, like, uh, uh, how do you want to do this? You want to talk about, like... Um, we can go niche first. And, like, all right. Listen, let's, Dunge- let's, Dungeons & Dragons is every, the most every, popular every, game in the world. Everybody talks about Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah. Is that true? It's the most popular role-playing game in the world. All right. So that's a significantly smaller fraction, I'm pretty sure. But uh, It's the most popular it's ever been. Yeah, okay. That's pretty cool. That's cool. That's cool. And, like, and... and uh, you're, you're you're more tapped into the scene than than I am. Like, do you do you feel any like old man screaming at the clock? Because like, I'll say I've not played Dungeons and Dragons for a long time, and I've not I've not picked up. I, I think I've held and looked through one, a couple of the 3.5 edition books, but that's as recent as I get. 
So you're a little more tapped in, I feel like. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I have a, a fifth edition podcast that I DM. I definitely it's feel... Fifth edition. What? I didn't even know they had a fifth edition. It's, it's fifth edition. Oh, okay. It All is right. fifth edition. Yeah. Fourth edition is uh, looked down upon for, I think, a lot of needless reasons. They really tried to emulate video games, like, yeah. in, in fourth edition. Was that the one where they fucked up dual wielding? They f- still haven't really fixed oh, it. Oh, okay, okay, um, yeah. It just—it's called two-hand, two-weapon fighting, yeah. and it's awkward. Yeah, but it's fine. I got tired of all the Dristowardens. Yeah, there's a there's a way to do it, but it costs a lot of levels. Yeah. Um, For no. the one thing everybody wants. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd say that fifth edition is—it's it, considerably rules lighter than ever before. How white wolf of them? Yes. <laughs> um. I also think that gen- this is not a gameplay thing. This is just something I've noticed in the zeitgeist of participants. Mm-hmm. There is a greater emphasis on storytelling. I don't know if that is than straight rules. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that is a symptom of Critical Role, but it feels like Critical Role. Critical Role definitely, yeah. Did it. But I feel like that was the attitude that they had going into it, playing even in their home game was. This is supposed to be about the story. And yes, there are rules to help facilitate that, but I think I think this is entirely my own supposition here. But like, I would say that I think that's always been the ideal goal. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like I think that it was just designed from the outset by guys who were more comfortable with systems than with storytelling. Yeah. And, and I think it's finally getting to the point where the people in charge are yeah more into the storytelling. That's what that's what I'm saying. It's like I, th- I think like. By the time Critical Role comes around, we've already got a lot of other like changes, like social changes and movement stuff going on that are basically bringing everything is being brought to everybody, and and and, got, they are, uh, and they get to bring their stuff to it in and, much new, more new, interesting ways. And, and before there was a lot of third party stuff, but now we're finally getting into the officially produced versions of that. Uh, with uh, there's a book that's about to come out called. Um, something of the Radiant Citadel, and it is the first, um, it is a bunch of smaller published adventures for, by Wizards of the Coast, every single writer and artist on it is a person of color. It's the first one that they've ever done, and it's very much trying to get out of the Eurocentric view of, like, fantasy. No, fantasy in general, essentially, as a genre, it doesn't begin, but it is codified with Tolkien, with your boy, your boy Tolkien, Tolkien right? And I mean, even like, even when you go away from that, you you go away from Tolkien into The Witcher, which is still, yeah. But uh, well, actually, this is interesting. I don't really know this. Does Witcher predate or or, or come after to- Tolkien? It comes after, but uh, The Witcher is very much steeped in his, uh, the, the author's own. Uh, folklore from his home country, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is, I believe, but I'd be Poland, I'd be interested but. to know how much how much of that I would be interested to find out how much of that folklore is. There's a guy named The Witcher who goes around killing bad monster creatures, so much as him just using monsters from that's fair from their their lore for this story of kind of a superhero guy, basically. Yeah. You know, um, that's true. Like, uh, but, but I, I, I guess like okay, this is a, this is actually a, a kind of interesting thing, but it's like. Um, just the point that I just want to make is that um, partially it's Tolkien as sort of the original fantasy, but also it's just that there is a West there the, 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 there's a Western bias to literature in general because they were printing it, 
and other parts of the world were not printing it mm -hmm. uh, in the same way or in the same easily accessible marketable way. So fewer copies of things survive from other parts of the world. So that means that you end up with like that spreading over the world before anything else does. So everything and, else and even is then, like the up. oral traditions that could have exactly. come out of, exactly. of the, those lands were kind of silenced by just oh, straight up racism. The same guys doing the publishings. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. But but that's sort of uh, very much. It's that it's that the West ended up having a written tradition in a way that a lot of other places had an oral tradition, and I think that leads to a lot of things. One of which is the standardization of fantasy. I felt like I, I kind of like put down third party uh, mm -hmm. things that are made for, oh, yeah. ma mainly for fifth edition. I don't mean to because there's a great, there's a bunch of great resources out there co being published by people who are not associated with Wizards of the Coast, but yeah. they are focusing on pulling them away from the Eurocentric aspects. My, my uh, favorite, my favorite Dungeon Dragon supplement of all time, I can't remember what it's called, I gotta look it up, but it's like swords and swashbuckling or something like that. And it was like, so, I don't even, like some third party, third party, third party, party pre uh, like press mm -hmm. um that to the point where i don't think they can even like mention d20 in their book even though they're like using the rules but it was all about like adding pirates and like oh, cool yeah. different pirate things but like sort of like you know like jamaican pirates and and, and all, all kinds of like, oh, yeah, like caribbean and, stuff but also things like mechanics for sliding down a sail with just your knife and like that kind of like it was it was mm, and you and can you get and, guns and fun. you can tell that that's an older edition because nowadays all that stuff is hand waved as yeah, it's an acrobatics check that does sound easier yeah that does sound easier yeah, yeah. it's just uh but so that's D D. Yeah. which I don't really – D&D is everywhere. What yeah. about – We just talked about it for a while, so yeah. we've covered so that. So you, you mentioned um, World of Darkness. Yes, and I, and I should say about that that I am qualified – I am extremely qualified to talk about what I guess is now Old World of Darkness. Mm -hmm. uh, I have little to no experience with New World of Darkness because I think I bought the vampire book – opened it and was like this is not for me um <laughs> because they had like it was one of those things where like i think you know they tried to streamline it a little bit by like cutting everything down so there's like fewer different kinds of vampires and that kind of stuff and that's interesting but but um for me it is the lore that is interesting it is the breadth of it that well, that's, is interesting. that's also very interesting because i've played a couple of games of call of cthulhu which is its own game but i've i've really sort of hung on by the seat of my pants because that's pretty much all lore in yeah. those books. Like, the mechanics is very little. Yeah, you're just going mad. It, it basically just is like, here's a, a bunch of ways to figure out, like, numbers, and then just roll below that number, and you win. That, uh, and yeah. it's like, okay, but what if, like, ha like how, do you, how do you facilitate fighting? And they went, just shrug. Like, I don't know. If you're fighting, you're, you're already losing. Yeah, essentially. I think yeah. that was the attitude. The problem is is trying to teach people who come from D&D &D yeah. where the instinct oh, is so hard. But, yeah. I don't, like, I don't even know the mechanics of... Oh, boy. Okay. Well, it's actually very similar. I, I'm, like, very similar. So, so um, everything in uh, World of Darkness is based on D10s. All of it. Like, okay. there, there is no other dice than D10. Okay. Um, S similar to Call of Cthulhu. Yeah. And so it's just, like, basically every skill or trait or power or whatever the hell has X many dots in it. I think you can get up to, like, five dots, like, under normal circumstances with mm -hmm. ways to get, you know, further in others. Okay. Um, but each dot essentially means a dice. So for every dot you have, you get that many dice to roll. And so like that okay. many successes to have okay. uh, or that many, that much to add together, okay. that kind of thing, um, which I like a lot because it makes it very simple because you know, whatever, like 
both player and game master know how every role like like know the const construction of basically you know it's not hard it's yeah. not hard no this is the one i was hoping and it sounds like it is going to lead into what my ne the last topic i want to talk about is but continue this. yeah well so i'll just say like okay well, the, the thing that i love about white wolf and and why like i started with dungeons and dragons but i found white wolf and like you know, I found Vampire First, which is a super cool book, just to begin with. But I will say, like, the goth 90s art is super cool, and I respect it for what it is. It was not my speed at the time. And so I was like, all right, I, I don't understand what we're doing. But, like, but the lore that was contained in it was enough that um, I was very interested. And, and, all, uh, and I eventually found the werewolf book at, like, a used bookstore and bought that, too. And then reading them both together, I started to realize how much of the lore conflicted with each other. And that <laughs> is what's fascinating. Okay. No, no, that is what's fascinating because every book, like there is like, there's vampire, there's werewolf, there's fae or changeling the fae and there, there, um, you know, there's mummy, there's uh, demon, there's hunter. All of the books are written from the perspective of the, of, of the of player characters. And oh. so, and so for example, like the, the werewolf or the, the vampires see the werewolves as these sort of crazy, like woodland demons mm -hmm. who are just like insane and, and are just terrifying and that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. The vam, uh, the werewolves are actually like see themselves as sort of like nature hippie guys. You know, they're just, okay. sort of, they're actually eco-terrorism is there. That's the other thing. It's all tied heavily to sort of nineties activism, which is a lot of fun. Okay. Like, so, so they're like eco-terrorists essentially like trying to bring the world back for Gaia and they are trying to stop what they view as the corruption of Gaia by by a force called the worm which they view vampires as a part of and wizards as a part of you see what i'm saying like because yeah. they disrupt the natural order so playing you so jumping from game to game is going to be weird and difficult they're not built to be compatible with each other and they're very open about that from the outset like like there's a lot if, if you have the vampire book, but you're running a werewolf game, you will find a lot in vampire to sort of like build an NPC with or something like that, you know, that sort of thing. But the point of them is there are no clear answers okay. in white wolf books because there are no clear answers in life. And no. so, and, and the point is that messiness. Like, I think they, I think they ended up ultimately re like releasing a book that was like, you know, storylines that were meant to close off all of their various, uh, product lines at that time in the old world of darkness mm -hmm. and every single one of them has multiple endings because okay. because like that's the point is it's like there's a lot of different things going on the point it was also like not as much a world I think that was designed for you to go slay the dragon so much as it was for you to just like live a life that's that's kind of the vibe I've gotten from I, I've never played them myself but it definitely sounds like it's just sort of like solving problems as they come up in a it, it, like big pic like not big big picture problems but it's like hey there's another gang across town we have to deal with yeah and, and, and he, he, here's the way I think about it is that like um, Dungeons and Dragons is keyed very specifically for combat and combat and uh, combat adjacent actions Dungeons and Dragons is less capable when it comes to pure role playing when it comes to convince the king that you guys are the right guys to do this or convince them that you didn't commit this crime yeah, or it's, it really, do some politicking to make it, something happen it really re all that boils down to at least in the fifth edition to a charisma check yeah. a single role and if you fail it's like okay that avenue is now closed 
exactly. do something else. Exactly. And White Wolf, while you could certainly play that way, um, it, the whole game is geared, the whole system is geared towards not letting you play that way. Like, like do that when you're trying to do, like, when you're trying to punch somebody or something like that. Like, they are, the, but the game is designed for you to go negotiate with multiple different parties about something or to do recon or something. Like, like it, it is designed for you to do complex non-combat oriented tasks that that for me feel more like embodying a character than Dungeons and Dragons do now that being said I have like in terms of real world hours of role playing games I've played in my entire life I think less than 24 um, you know realistic well you know there's a couple all nighters so <laughs> let's say a week a week but uh, but I'm uh, far, far from a uh, a devotee in the way that perhaps somebody running a fifth edition podcast might be. I mean, that's only for Dungeons and Dragons. There yeah. are plenty of other fish in the sea. Um, the one that I wanted, <laughs> not to if wizard has anything to say about true. it. <laughs> uh, well, the one that I, the other thing I wanted to bring up was, do you know about, um, dungeon world? No. So it's, um, from a, a thing called powered by the apocalypse. Is that the company? No. Powered by the Apocalypse is a game design that can be sort of attributed to different themes and variations. And so there are a number of games. So like D20, like the D20 system? The D20 system, which it, is it's just... It's a, a framework on which you can hang many yeah, games. GURPS, I yeah. think is another one. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. All you have to um, say with GURPS, bro. Powered by the Apocalypse is uh, another one. It's a more recent one. Um, and it's all... Uh, it's probably the most fascinating to me and the one that I've had the most interest in because you can get very specific with what you want your skills to be. Basically, just depending on what kind of game you want to build out of it. Um, there's one called Monster Hearts where the entire premise is that you are playing teenagers in a Buffy-esque world. Dope. Um Dope. You could be, you could be the, ch and, and there's not classes. There are archetypes. Uh -huh. You could be the chosen one, a la Buffy. You could be uh, a vampire, a la, except all, all of the, all of the names are super uh, copyright free. Like, so oh, you're not yeah, the vampire. Yeah. You are like, you are like the blood drainer or nice. something like that. Nice. Uh, you are, I think in the expansions, they did get a little bit more wishy-washy. You're just, you're the witch. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. You're, yeah. you're the changeling. Stuff yeah. like that. But uh, the original group, but like there's an entire skill because it's a teenage game about being in high school. Mm -hmm. There's a skill called turning on. Okay. And so it, it's really just seduce. It's, it's, oh, I want to use Oh, but it's in high school. So, so it's it, turning. Okay. It's turning on. Um, that's kind of, I, 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 that, I, I appreciate how, this kind of stuff. That's how specific it gets because like we're, the entire gameplay is designed around being teenagers who are horny all the time. Oh. So one of the base skills should be about sexuality, and th but in, and does this apply just to the to the? This hearts? is just a monster hearts for, for monster hearts. This yeah. is not like a characteristic of the game itself. But you're saying it's been applied to but teenage characteristics. Yes, it's been applied. This. So basically, okay. it's just like what it really is is the the core of the game is there are four or five ability scores yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that then get. But, but those ability scores, unlike Dungeons & Dragons, which are supposed to be generic, as in, like, you know, strength, dexterity, charisma, wisdom, and then you get more specific with your skills. This is, no, no, your abilities are going to be hyper-specific to the, whatever the game 
requires of you because the the games are now yeah can, like can like get, sanity is is a thing in Cthulhu. Cthulhu yeah, They're just so, trying to measure the appropriate markers. yeah. So basically, yeah. it's it's a way of getting hyper specific with the kind of game you want to run, but then it's also trying to be wide enough where you can run a million different kinds of games in a world where the skill of turning on is yeah. important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you so, could do rom-coms. You could do, like, yeah, you, you could, could do, do anything with that. That's and, great. Like, there's a, the Dungeon World is another one. That one's much more classically D&D focused. But that okay. one's actually just, like, for... Specifically, you're going into a dungeon. Okay. There's no... Explore, it's, it's, the exploring is you're, already, you're at the entrance of a dungeon. That's how every game is supposed to start. So it's like, it's like the raid fantasy style. Essentially. Um, there's another one that I... Have, That's I, dope, I, I haven't played that one. Uh, there's Masks, which is... You're Teen Titans. You're the Runaways. You're the Young Avengers. Dope. Um, Monster Heart. Monster of the Week. That is the one I've played the most. That is Supernatural. That's Buffy. Straight that up. is yeah. Yeah, straight yeah. up. There's a monster every week. It's you not, have to it's go. It's not Supernatural unless you got the Winchester Boys. But yeah. You can, you can be the Winchester can, Boys. That's okay, one of, of the classes. Of course you can. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's the thing. It's like, it's like you can just. And, and that's how specific you can get. Like every, every, every session is supposed to be. You're going to fight a new monster. There's no continuing story. There can yeah. be if you want there to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's It's like there's – but they're not the bo- – it's – the bones are this is a game we're going to play tonight. Yeah. And then yeah. If, if I can if – the, if the – I think it's called like the lore keeper or something is because they don't call it a DM. Yeah. But the – or the game master. Let's just go generic with it. Yeah, the game yeah, master yeah. can, if they really want to try – thread it from level like leveling up is not a thing you can do in these games yeah it's not a, it's not a concept like, yeah you can improve but it's like barely that's not what that's not what you're doing this is a li- limited session this is a limited session but it's also just like you can keep playing the same character over and over again but you're not going to get better it's just it's just gonna be the same character same character learning and growing and maybe like like emotionally but it's all about like even combat isn't really a thing there's no turn it's about it's a it's a cw show nobody it, gets better at anything they yeah. just become better friends exactly yeah and, and like it's all about like given it's a story it's a very much a storytelling thing yeah and i feel like that is the way that a lot of game design is going because this is a relatively new thing and there are constantly new games being yeah the new designed the, 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 in the kids this. these days can't handle rules and not being special they gotta they gotta no, i'm just kidding Go no, on. no it's it's a I, it's it's this new thing of rules light but also very hyper specific about those rules light because again turning i see what on, you're saying yeah yeah, yeah. like but it, the it interpretation character of, too yeah in, ter- uh, in character and how you can use those skills is all very open. yeah I'm, I'm saying like it gives the game itself character oh like it gives, yes it, it feels yes. it feels like a different game because you are tracking different things mm-hmm. and so the, and that's and, and that necessarily requires you to engage different muscles to like do that instead of like instead of just saying I hit him with my scimitar again. Yeah. Like uh, you gotta you gotta actually that's I like that. I think that's both probably reflective of the ever more diverse community playing these games, but also perhaps driving the ever more diverse uh, ever more diverse group. Yeah, because I mean, games. how many how many different ways is it interesting to say I hit something with my scimitar before you? I mean, get... I, I, I I I have yet to run out, but but continue. Yeah. Well, you don't play that game. Yeah, I, you, you don't play these games that often, no, apparently. No, 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 I'm with you. Like, it's, but for yeah. the people who play these often, I'm sure that it gets boring to the point where, like, what if I? I just want to play a game where I'm just like, like going from class to class, trying to like, like seduce my teachers. I want so to do kung fu, yeah, like like the wander wander from from town to town. I'm sure that exists. The man with no name. Like, well, I'm just saying, like, just I'm just saying, like the the very basic. 
I'm not asking for Connor's now looking through specifically for a kung fu flavored version of this I, game. I, I'm trying to find. He doesn't understand that. There's a lot of sci-fi stuff. To me. That's not what I'm looking for. Like I was tr more referring to just the concept of man rides into town, solves the problems, and leaves, which is yeah, an, a perennial perennial favorite uh, I think of everybody's. But um, cool. I, I know. I call I, it the Mad Max. Ooh. Okay. Because that's what he does. No, th no, that works too. Like I think technically it's the Shane if we really want to get down to it, but. Uh, Actually, there's there's probably there's probably examples before that. This is America. Uh, Shane, Shane is the earliest example that that's anyone true. anyone is aware of anywhere. Um, just saying, like that that is kind of my point of just like I'm noticing this trend in general throughout everything. I I I have not played Pathfinder, which is still probably the crunchiest of games, and it is yeah. for people who want to do that, who want to be like I want four or five different modifiers I have to keep track of at all times. Oh, that's taken over for that. Okay. Hey, yeah, there's still a market. Oh, you know, that's because Path, uh, Pathfinder came out of... I, I remember it coming a, out and, like, taking a look at it and being, like, too much. Well, it, it basically, you know, third edition D&D came out, mm -hmm. and then uh, they a lot of people did not like it because it was a very much a different kind of game than second edition. And so a bunch of people basically took the core concepts and made their own game called a Pathfinder, and that became way more popular than third edition D and D. And so we famously have three point five edition D and D because I don't know if it was Wizards who owned them at the time. Basically, went shit. We have to course correct yeah. now. We got to give Dungeons and, and Dragons Pathfinders thing. Yeah, and so yeah. like I, I think third edition existed for maybe two years max. I remember that. And then I remember I remember people being pretty annoyed about yeah. that. And so Pathfinder has continued to exist as its own entity. And very recently, like the last two or three years, Pathfinder 2 finally came out. Yeah. Um, okay. There's also Starfinder, which is a sci-fi skin of it, if yeah, you really want to do Oh, I used to have, I used to have a, a Firefly uh, uh, role-playing game. I, cool. I, I still have it. I, I have all these books still oh, and now, in my closet. Now the other thing that's happening is there's a bunch of either uh, – there's a bunch of like – usually they're professionally designed – uh, IP tabletop games that are being like oh, re yeah. skinned like an Avatar: The Last Airbender. I've seen that kind of that kind that kind of stuff. That kind of like I'm sure I'm sure that some effort, real effort and love and care goes into them. But I gotta say, like those kinds of things just reek to me of money grab. I mean, it usually is, but like you know, like do, do the thing do the thing your thing's talking about where it's like g give me Avatar but don't name anything Avatar and then so then it can be more fun. Yeah, no, like, this this is like hey, are you tired of trying to play Ang in your fifth edition game? without having any rules set around actually doing that, well, now you can. Nice. And so it's like, here's a way of playing Aang. We, we, we did Aang? it. What's Aang? Aang is the last airbender. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, no, I knew that. I'm cool. Um, no, that, that was a cartoon very much from the 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 the, the, the M. Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah, of course, I know. <laughs> but um, you're welcome, nerds. Uh, uh, I can hear you stewing in your cars. Right. You, you um, had... Two points you wanted to make. Yeah, just, oh, no, well, too, briefly, I just wanted to say it's an interesting contrast. To, like, what you're saying is essentially uh, one of the larger trends is storytelling. But the other trend you're talking about is a little bit more of um, portion size, of, of, of bite-sizing the encounters. Whereas, like, you know, um, I think part of the game for you and me when we were getting into it was the idea of this character that goes on for years and years and years. And so I just wanted to draw an interesting contrast because, like, you're talking about this. Earlier this week, I read an article you may have seen as well about the game, which is this Dungeons and Dragons game that's been going on since 1987. Uh, and God. it is still, it is article. still going on. Oh, I'll send you this article. Yes, we, we, we will link it in the show notes as well. Um, but 
fascinating. Like, like, like fascinating. The what diff- level are they on? Well, okay, that's the thing. Is it's not the same people exactly. Like, I think this a lot of same people may be involved, but like over over forty some years, new people have come in, other people have left, and there's not one group. There are multiple groups playing in the same world. Some and there's like okay, so it's what Critical is starting to do because they've had now have multiple games set that, in the same world. That may it may well be because this guy like it's fascinating and and also like you know, all, all respect to critical role and everything. Like there's some, there's some joy in the fact that this person has never tried to monetize this. Like that make that gives it a purity, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, but, and then the other thing I want to say was just off your Buffy thing. It reminded me that there is one fan made supplement for the world of darkness that I'm aware of. And it's that most of the, of the old world of darkness stuff, vampire, the masquerade, werewolf, the apocalypse, these are all dark brooding stories. Mm-hmm. So somebody made a fan uh, supplement called princess, the hopeful in which you play a sailor moon character okay but but not sailor moon but that's who you're playing okay and you are the bright beacon of hope in the world of I darkness and i thought that, that might tickle you that's very particularly fun. yeah like yeah. like i like someone like it's a it's a decent fucking book i also too. like it because lex has a very dear love of sailor moon well i'll send i'll send you the pdf okay. you'll enjoy it thank you it's fun um you did bring up something that i wanted to oh when you mentioned the longevity of it yeah uh, one thing I've noticed, just reading the internet's gripes with things in general, always a, always a good use of time. Yes, it is. Uh, is that I've noticed that unless you're really trying, most D and D sessions fizzle out after or sessions, uh, campaigns, campaigns fizzle out around ten sessions in. Yeah, and so I think there is a desire for the long form. Yeah, that like you know like but, the actual play podcasts have. But the reality of the situation is that you just can't get that. So while D&D is still the most popular, I do think There's that... There's too much else going on. Yeah. It's not people alone in their basements in the 80s anymore. Yeah. It's also just... You know, this is something that I haven't had any problem with, but getting other people to try and learn the new systems is... You've self-selected into a group that I think only only uh, has no trouble with new systems. Oh no, there's a ton of people who are, I do think it's a, I don't, I don't like saying this, but I do think it's a symptom of the popularity of, in terms of like shows and things and like streams of people who are just like, well, they play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. I want to play Dungeons and Dragons because I look how much fun oh, they're having. Oh yeah, the network and it's like, effect. But you can, you can have fun and play a game just like it. That's not Dungeons and Dragons. And it's like, but I I like watching them play Dungeons. Have Dragons. you just have you tried just telling them that it is Dungeons and Dragons, and no. then just and then just teaching them whatever rules you feel like? No, I haven't. I, I, I might try just lying to the players. <laughs> like honestly, maybe I think that might be more successful. No, the problem is now D and D Beyond exists. What's that? That is a online. It's an app that you create your character on. And that does oh, most of the rules God. for them. Okay. And they're like, I got D&D Beyond. You kids these days with their fucking character creator online things. You're not rolling, not even rolling any goddamn dice. What are you even doing with your lives? Oh, you want to roll dice? I can roll oh dice my online. God. Don't, right don't roll, don't roll digital dice on your phone at me, Connor. All right. I'm going to leave now because okay. he's threatening me with knives. Um, uh, I do think that there is, um, I, I wonder if things like Critical Role are now filling the hole that an actual personal campaign would have. Like the point of a campaign is hanging out with your buddies in an ongoing world and that kind of thing. There I is, think, I think listening to critical role, I, I bet scratch is about 90% of the itch and the, that, and that last 10% isn't worth the trouble. I, I do follow the critical role subreddit and there's a alarming number of people who don't know how to play Dungeons and Dragons who love that show. Yeah. Who are just like, 
I don't yeah. super understand. Is this fun? They look like they're having a blast. Um, Good for them, man. Um, the other half are people who are there. There's an, there is a growing number of people who I feel like do have a weird parasocial relationship, but that's just with any online following. I think that, that yeah, exists. them them's a breaks, my friend. Yeah, yeah. That, that if you're if you're putting your personality online, pretty soon we'll have legions of nerds throwing themselves at us, prostrating for our wisdom. You know, that's just that's how it goes. Uh, the wisdom is tall. tall. We 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 speak from the from the mountaintop. Yeah, we speak for the tall. We are the tallics. Yeah, the tallics. Yeah, stop, uh, stop, uh... This is parody law. You can't sue us. Yeah, sneeches. Start sneeches. Okay. Yeah, okay, okay. Connor's got to leave. So this has been Tall Talk. I'm your host, Will, 6'2". And I'm Connor, 6'4". And that's how the weather is up here.